Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning and welcome to Hillside Assembly. Are you glad you're here this morning? Phenomenal. My name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here. Whether you're here in our parking lot joining us online or you're listening on the radio today, we're glad that you're here to be able to experience what God has for you and to do it together. Uh, We're super excited about that. A couple guidelines for those who are here in our drive-in service. Restrooms are available in our building. You can enter here on my left. Uh, There's floor markings to tell you exactly where the restroom is. Social distancing is required inside, and also we do require masks to be in our building. If you could abide by those guidelines, greatly appreciate that. Hey, we want to give people an opportunity to give and to connect. You can do both of those, uh, especially if you're on our online or radio. Uh, You can connect with us at hillsideassembly.org. You can also connect uh, on our chat today in Facebook. We'd love to try to answer any questions that you might have. If you leave those in there, we'll make sure to get back to you as soon as possible with answers for your questions. Those of you giving that are here uh, at the service, you can do so at the end in our white tubes as you exit service today. We had a phenomenal week of praying together. Did you enjoy this? Oh, it was great. We had some great moments. Uh, And boy, we had some emotional moments this week as well. Uh, God moving. And I don't know about you or you at home, uh, but for me, it was just an interesting week because it seemed to go from one side of of being so excited about what God is doing and miracles happening and people's lives being touched and changed. And then 15 minutes later, it would go to the exact opposite end of the spectrum uh, because we were dealing with something that was heartbreaking and overwhelming and beyond us. And then uh, it would go back to the other way. It just felt like we were going back and forth. Uh, But I want to let you know, maybe you're feeling that way. Maybe you're worn out. You feel emotionally. You've been all over the map. Today, God is here to encourage you and resource you today for what lies ahead of us. Um, it's been a difficult week, especially for the, ins- the, the things that happened on Wednesday uh, in our capital and what led up to that. Uh, and obviously that was tragic. I have made uh, my voice heard on that earlier in the week. And so this morning I have an opportunity and so do you. I get to choose. I can share my opinions and I can share what I strongly, passionately believe on these things that are, again, my opinions, and I do have some very passionate ones. But to do that, I really begin to alienate myself from you and from others, and it, it only draws division. So this morning, I don't want it to be about me or be about your opinions, not when the King of Kings has set up a word from heaven for us to respond to. So I think that is the most important thing. Let's let go of what we maybe are our, our opinions on things, Uh, our thoughts on things, and even though those are heated and emotional, let's let go of those to grab a hold of a word from God because our opinions don't change things, but God's word does change things. And most of all, it changes these hearts. I'm excited for today, and the key word that God has for you today is this. It's resource, resource. Hillside Assembly, myself, our staff, our team, our leadership, our church in general, we are excited about being a church of resource in several different ways. 
we're excited to, to be able to resource you, to be able to grow in Christ and your relationship. We've got some great tools we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Today in our Word, we're going to talk about a young lady in the book of Mark who, who had to go on this road to resource to find out how Jesus could be the resource that she truly needs and the things she had to overcome to, to get that resource in her life. And we're going to end our service today talking about resourcing our ministry partners, our missionaries, and others who share the burden of reaching the lost and preaching the gospel. So it's going to be a great day. Before we go into worship, let me share just a couple of lines. The first thing I have available for you, both here in the parking lot, on the radio, and online. The first thing is we want to make sure you have a Bible. Because if you don't have a Bible, how can you possibly follow God? Because we know how to follow God by His Word. We want to make sure you have a Bible. So if you don't have a physical Bible at your home, here in the parking lot, uh, let us know. Reach out to us. We will provide a Bible to you. For those of you who like the digital experience, having it on your phone or tablet, I would highly encourage Bible Gateway. It's absolutely free. I think there's like a hundred different versions uh, that you can get of the Word of God so you can find one that helps fit you. I'm happy to help you find a Bible version that would work for you and where you're at. So just reach out to us. We'll love to connect you with that. Also today, we've got a, a book that we would love to get you because I think trying to figure out how to get started in God's Word can be difficult. We've got a resource for you called The Purple Book. It's available in English and Spanish. This is a phenomenal resource. It is, it is basically a guide to how to take chunks of the Bible and, and just and take it apart and, and be able to realize how we're supposed to take the Bible and unpack it in our lives so that we can apply it to ourselves. So if you're here in the parking lot, we have that available for you today. Just stop as you're leaving, roll down your window. Our team will be happy to give you a purple book. Um, and then finally, we want to be able to resource you with great teaching. We do some of our own in-house, and this week I'm excited because our little guy Jeb is coming back this week. We'll be filming our first episode of Kids Connect Season 2 this week. Yeah, somebody's excited about Jeb. Uh, and so we do a lot of our own materials that we launch online, but we have something as well called Right Now Media, which is over 10,000 videos of Bible studies, devotionals, uh, preaching of the word, kids, uh, kids programming, all available for you, and it's free, free. All you have to have is an email address. You can watch it on your TV. You can watch it uh, on a tablet, on your phone. Just contact us. Have a conversation. Says, I'm interested in resources on our Facebook. We will connect you with all of those things so that you can be resourced to continue to grow with Christ in these challenging days. Well, hey, I think it's time for us to pray and to worship, and then we're going to preach the word today. So are you ready to pray this morning? Well, God, God wants to resource you and uh, I believe we're going to have a great time as God changes and transforms our hearts and minds today. Lord, we just want to lift you up. Lord, we pray for some of these needs that we have this morning. God, I, I, we're in need of some serious miracles, some big miracles. Lord, I pray for Kelly this morning who's, who's having an MS flare-up in her body. And, and Lord, we pray right now that, God, you would reach down from heaven, that you would begin to, to tame that flare-up. You would do a miracle in her body. Lord, we pray, God, for so many family and friends this morning that are hospitalized with COVID. Lord, some of them in very serious condition this morning. Lord, there's some things that there's, there's nothing that, that medically anyone can do. But that's okay because we know what you can do. And so we lift up these people to you this morning. 
God, you know each one of their names. You know the issues of what's going on, the complications that some are dealing with. And God, we pray for miracles to happen this morning, lungs to open up, kidneys to start to function again, other issues that are being dealt with, neck and shoulders and all sorts of other things, medical conditions not related to COVID that are are happening this morning. We pray for miracles to happen. And Lord, we pray for the biggest miracle of all, that today someone who needs the gospel, needs a relationship with you, would find you and that, Lord, you would use us to make that connection, to connect them with you and you would forever change their life for the kingdom of God. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And if you're ready to worship this morning, can you honk your horns or say amen? Robin, would you lead us this morning? Romans 12:1 says, I urge you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. We have come here to worship the Lord. And worship is more than just singing a few songs on a Sunday morning. It's living our lives for the Lord each and every day. So as we sing this song, I will worship, ask yourself a couple questions. Did I worship God this week? Am I here to worship God this morning? And what can I do to worship God in this upcoming week? that I'll be facing. Sing this together with me. I will worship. You 
worship I will give you all my praise you alone I long to worship you alone are worthy team thank you so much for blessing us this morning to kick off our worship experience they'll be back in just a little bit after the preaching of the word to lead us in some more worship so i know that you will enjoy that we're on the road to resource this morning we're in a message series titled this just like jesus we want to do life and ministry just like jesus did and does that's our calling to emulate that in our own life and so Let's pray this morning for the preaching of the word. That is the, the, the thing that we're zeroing in today for prayer is the preaching of the word for it to be effective. And so let's pray this morning. God, we just don't want to pray for this particular worship experience today because God, we believe every time we get together to preach the word, it is so important and to be effective in reaching our communities with the gospel message. Lord, today... We know that your word for us is that you want to resource us. And there is a road, a journey for us to get there. I pray that our hearts are ready to receive your word today. And Lord, I pray the words that I share are not my own opinions, my own thoughts, but Lord, divinely inspired through your word to give us direction for what we can do this coming week to be on the road to resource that you have for us. God, we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to jump into Mark chapter 7, starting in verse 24. This morning, uh, I came in and kind of just took, didn't change the message, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, simplify it, break it down more simply. That's exactly what I plan to do today. We're talking about a road to resource, and boy, let me tell you, we need resource in our life in 2021. We need to be resourced by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because there are a lot of things that are uncertain in life. There are a lot of things that we don't know what will happen tomorrow, a week from today, a month from now, or the years to come. We know that at some point Jesus is coming back and maybe that happens. Maybe that happens today. That would be awesome. That would be exciting. Maybe it's, it's, it's weeks down the road, months down the road, years down the road. Maybe it's beyond our lifetime. We really don't know because we're so, our vision is, is so narrow, we only see through a human perspective. We do know this, every day draws us closer to our king coming back for, for his family, for, his, for those who call him savior. And so we want to make sure all that we do leads to, uh, to us connecting with others to, to lead them on a journey with Jesus. Because if you're here this morning and you've got Jesus that's awesome. I'm excited for you. We want to keep resourcing you. We want to keep you growing in your journey. But there's someone in our community today who doesn't. And our mission is to help reach them with the gospel. We want to be resourced for all the different things in life. But being resourced by God is a journey. There's a road to get there in every situation and circumstance we face. And this morning, we see a woman that's on a road to being resourced by the king. So let's jump into Mark chapter 7, verse 24 together. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it yet. He could not keep his presence a secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit 
came and fell at her feet. The woman was a Greek born in Syrian, in the area of Syria. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. This scripture is paralleled in Matthew chapter 15, and this gives us uh, a little more detail. So I think it's so important for us to do, to have this as well as a context for what we're talking about today. So let's read that, Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew from the region to Tyre of Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that very moment. Mark records three miracles that Jesus performed. As he ministered uh, to the Gentiles in the region of Tyre and Sidon. This is the only recorded instance of Jesus actually leaving the area of Palestine. He was practicing what he had just taught the disciples. There is no difference between Jews and Gentiles. There's no difference between those who call their home Israel and those who live outside, those that are the chosen people and those who need to hear the word of God. There is no difference because all men and women are sinners in need of a Savior. In verses 24 through 30, which we just read, This is is one of 35 recorded miracles Jesus does in the Gospels. Of those miracles, four of them involve women. And I want to tell you this morning, your miracle, it, it does not matter your gender. If you're a man or a woman, you are a son of the kingdom or a daughter of the kingdom or someone who's still seeking for the truth that the gospel brings. I want you to know God loves you. He wants a relationship with you and he hears our prayers. The king hears you when your heart is connected to him. When we cry out and pray and ask God for his favor or to move in the midst of a situation in our life, every single time our king hears. His heart is moved by those who call upon him. Jesus came to this area about 40 miles from Capernaum so that he might have some privacy. But a concerned mom, and isn't that it? Our moms, aren't they great? They're concerned when their kids aren't doing well. They're concerned when, when the kids have problems. A mom's heart, there's nothing like it. This mom is concerned for her daughter. She discovers that Jesus is here and she approaches him for his help. That's really the story of every person here in our parking lot, online, or on the radio today. 
But there were many obstacles in this woman's way. She had to overcome each and every one of them by faith until she got what she truly needed. And I want to tell you this morning, there's something different between what we truly need from God and what we want from God. And it requires wisdom for us to be able to discern between the two. Our church culture is trying to to figure out in a world culture that's drastically changing at a very quick pace, the church culture is trying to figure out how how to deal with this. And in some cases, it seems like church culture is wanting to to match up or one-up this other culture. We need to realize God's culture is culture. God is the answer. And we need to be faith-driven and we need to be able to understand it's not about God fulfilling our wants. It's about God fulfilling the deep needs that we truly have. So let's look at what this woman overcame. To begin with, she had to overcome her nationality. That was against her. She was a Gentile. Jesus and the disciples were Jews. And you can't possibly even begin to understand the hatred between these two people groups. It still rages on today in the Middle East. But we see our own cultural battle now, and it's not necessarily nationality, but boy, we see some political tension that's almost at the same, same heated level. Words of hatred that are spewed between these two people groups and what they believe. Maybe you feel like this woman would have felt. Maybe you feel that you're diminished because of your beliefs or because of your ideas or your opinions. Maybe you're in that very same place and maybe it's because of your nationality or your race this morning that you feel neglected or you feel put down. I want to tell you this morning... I can't speak for every church, but I'll speak for Hillside Assembly. You have a place here, and it doesn't matter where you came from, what color your skin is, or what, what ideology you came from. If you come to a place to be loved, accepted, and to hear what God has for you, you are welcome here. That was the first thing this woman had to overcome. But then there's the second one, this woman had to, to face the... the that what society would put on her. See, she was a woman, a female, and in society and then in the day that she lived in, it was dominated by men. There was a cultural stigma. See, this isn't even about first or second class. If this woman would have tried to buy an airplane ticket, it's not about first class or coach. It would have been about, do you ride above the plane or do you ride in the luggage? That's where she was at. She was looked at not as a person, but as an object. Treated like an object. And maybe you feel that way today. You feel neglected, forgotten. You feel more like a piece of luggage being put on a plane rather than having a seat on an airplane. You feel like another piece on a game board and there's someone else controlling your life and pushing the pieces around. You feel like you have no control. You feel like you have no value. And I'll tell you with so many mixed messages coming from so many different places about what's valued and what's not. And so many who feel that they're not valued, their voices aren't listened to. 
I want you to know something. As a follower of Christ, my value doesn't come from, from my amount of money or my gifts or my talents. If you're a follower of Christ, we, we are learning that our value comes because our King says we have value. Our Father says we have value. In fact, you are the most valuable commodity on the face of the planet. That Jesus would come and he would die for you while you were still a sinner. How much more value could you possibly have? You are the apple of our God's eye. He loves you tremendously so much. He could not love you anymore. It would be impossible for him to do so. So if you feel like you have no value, that you're forgotten, that your voice is not heard, I want you to know you have value in the eyes of our King and you have value in the eyes of our church. The third thing that this woman would have to confront and overcome was Satan. Satan was against her for one of his demons had taken control of his daughter's life. Maybe this morning you feel like the enemy has come against you. You're facing things in your life that you never thought you'd have to face. Mental and physical issues, issues in your family. The enemy has come, he has stolen, he's destroyed things from you and in you. He fills your mind with fear and doubt and discouragement. He whispers in your ear. He's left you distraught, discouraged, angry, and damaged. I want to tell you, Jesus came to set you free and he empowers those who follow him to be able to, to take the whisper of the enemy and deny it, to put our palm up to the devil and say, not today, not today, you're not allowed to steal my joy and my hope today. It doesn't mean that the circumstances are always rosy, the rainbows are always out for those who follow Christ, but it does mean that we can always walk in peace. Because our King is with us. He lives in these temples that we call bodies. He makes Himself at home there. And He fills us with His Holy Spirit. In a time that's so, so crazy and there's so much going on, I worry about those who say they follow Christ yet internally are filled with rage and anger because the enemy has baited you and you've fallen for it. The church must learn to let go of things, to grab a hold of what Jesus has for you. The fourth thing that this woman would have to overcome was that of the disciples. It was something that she would have to overcome, their mindset, their thoughts, their inability to see like our Savior sees. The disciples were against her. They, they, the disciples weren't against her particularly, but they, they wanted Jesus to send her away so that he could get rest. And probably, just to be honest, they were probably a little selfish. They wanted some rest too. And maybe you feel like someone is holding you back today. Holding you back from the blessing that you feel you deserve or the, that you feel that you want. Maybe you feel like it's, it's a family member. Maybe you even feel like it's your spouse that's holding back a blessing in your life. Maybe you feel it's a coworker or a boss Maybe you feel it's a friend. Let's just really be honest. Maybe you think it's your pastor. Maybe you think I'm holding you back from something that, that God has for you. I want to tell you, I'm just flesh and blood, and so are all those other things. 
all these other people that you feel may be holding you back from experiencing the life that you feel that you deserve. Let me, let me assure you of something. In, in six days, God created the known and unknown universe. The stars in heaven, our planets, every living thing that's alive today, He did it in six days. Do you really think that the God that's capable of doing all these amazing, miraculous things that we can barely wrap our mind around is hindered by a person? I don't think so. I don't think so. What God wants to accomplish, what he has said will come to be, will come to pass, but he might do it in a way that's a little different than the way you think it ought to be done. And any time that something doesn't come your way that you feel that you're entitled to, it might just be God's divine hand holding it back. And he might be using these individuals to accomplish exactly what he wants to do in and through your life. Because God's number one thing isn't to make you happy. It's to make you whole and healthy. Spiritually, physically, mentally, that's God's desire. So sometimes God uses these things to hold things back on purpose. The fifth thing that this woman would have to overcome was actually something that, that was a perception. For a time, it sure looks like Jesus was even against her. But I want to tell you this, looks can be deceiving. I've learned that just because something looks a certain way doesn't mean that's the way it really is. Perceptions can be deceiving. And what we do know is Jesus was for this woman, even though when you originally read the text, it may at first look like he's against her. So let's dig a little deeper. It's not an easy situation that this woman had. She had a very challenging issue, and the road to her resource was filled with challenges that she would have to overcome with her great faith. Samuel Rutherford, a Scottish minister who suffered greatly for Christ, once wrote this to a friend. It is faith's work to claim the challenge, loving kindness out of all the roughest strokes of God's hand. That seems complicated. I'll read it again for you. It is faith's work to claim the challenging, loving kindness out of the roughest strokes of God's hand. There are things in this world we do not understand, and there are ways God moves that we don't have to understand. He doesn't ask us to understand. He asks us to trust Him, and He gives us His Word to be able to do so. That's exactly what this Gentile mother did. And we today have to learn that same lesson from her faith. When she first asked Jesus for help, Jesus did not answer her. Encouraged by the silence, the disciples urged him to send her away. When Jesus did speak, it was not to the woman, but it was to the disciples he was responding. And his words seemed to exclude her completely. I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. However, none of these barriers stopped this woman from pressing in with her plea to Jesus. She pushes beyond the emotion. She pushes on the restraints of her mind. She activates her faith and she continues to push in to Jesus, the true source. 
Sometimes what God does can confuse us. We have misconceived ideas of what God is doing sometimes. It's not the way that we would write the story. But God doesn't always fit into the narrative that we have. In fact, he, he never does. This quote came to me this week. as something I thought up on my own when I was in praying. I believe it was something the Holy Spirit gave me. See, Jesus can walk on water, but 98% of the time he took the boat. Just because God can do something doesn't mean that's what he wants to do in that exact moment. I think sometimes, as followers of Christ, we're sitting there praying, God, enable us to walk on the water, and God is waiting on the boat going, hey, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. Sometimes the answer is far simpler than we make it. But it, the answer is always acts of obedience to God's word. How many times when God moves in a way that we don't expect him to do we react in a way that harms ourself and our relationship with him if God doesn't move the way that we want we tend to disengage with Christ or disengage with others we can walk away discouraged and we let bitter and angerous anger fill the void of our confusion and what we start to do is our frustration with God, we take out on others and we blame others. Form of control. And sometimes what we do is we distort reality to try to fit our narrative. And I believe there are a lot of people today who didn't preach the word this last year who said, this is what God's going to do. I know this is what God's going to do. Now God's moving in a different way. And instead of surrendering and saying, God obviously has another plan. They're looking at the things happening in our culture and our world and they're trying to change reality to justify their own storytelling. We're cheating the gospel and we're cheating God when we do that. When Jesus moves in a different way, what we should be doing is seeking God, going, God, I've messed this up. I'm confused. I don't understand why you're doing this. Help me to trust you, and then speak to me about my part in this. What do I need to do to get on board with you? What do I need to do to get on the boat and stop trying to walk on the water? Show me, because those who ask wisdom, God gives wisdom to. The first time this woman cried out for help, this mother addresses Jesus as the son of David, a Jewish title. But the next time she cried out for help, she simply said, Lord, help me. See, in the process of the struggle to get her resource, she grew more intimate with Christ. It became not about the culture. It, came, it wasn't about titles. It was about surrender. As her faith is engaged, as she's moving closer to God, she's going through these struggles and she's overcoming the relationship with Christ draws deeper. She went from a title that she really couldn't understand because it's not from her culture to a place of simply a title of Lord saying, I'm submitting, I'm empty, I'm broken, I need a Savior. Help me. Boy, isn't that the prayer that we should be praying? 
Maybe it's just about becoming simple. Simpler in our relationship with God. Help me. Help me in this moment, God, when there's all this confusion around us. Help us, God. It was only after this, after this transition, when Jesus spoke to her about feeding the children of Israel. First, and not throwing their food to the little pet puppies. Jesus was not calling the Gentiles dirty scavenger dogs, as some might tell you that. And this is probably the point of view that most of the proud Jews would have had that maybe heard this story. What he was doing was giving her hope that you too have an opportunity to get resource from the king. Are we complaining about what's happening? Are we grabbing a hold of hope that's right in front of us today? You got a choice. I got a choice. We can stay stuck or we can start living in the freedom of Jesus. Because Jesus can bring peace to unpeaceful times. While the circumstance around us, they may change or they may not. I will tell you this, in this hour, the Holy Spirit wishes to speak peace into your life and to equip you with resource to be able to do what he's calling you to do day in, day out, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. This woman's reply revealed her faith and her faith brought her victory. She did not deny the special place of God's chosen people, the Jews. She wasn't there to try to try to one-up or be better than the other people. Nor did she want to usurp them. She wasn't trying to be better than them. All she wanted were a few crumbs of blessings from the table. For after all, salvation is for the Jews. John 4, 22, it's right there in Scripture. It must have pleased God so much. Jesus, Jesus must have had the hugest smile with this lady's response. His heart probably overflowing when she uses the very words that he had spoken as the basis for her prayer. See, everything that God speaks to us is for a reason. It's to be digested and then poured back out of our life. She accepted her place. She believed in his words. She persisted in her plea. And Jesus not only met her need, but commended her faith in the midst of this. It's about faithfulness, church. Oftentimes, sometimes we get so riled up and even your pastor gets riled up. We talk about doing big things for God. I believe in big things. I believe in big vision. But it all comes back to faithfulness in the small things. Great faith is faith that takes God at his word and will not let go until God meets the need. Not our wants, but meets the need. Great faith can lay hold. And I can't read my notes because I overcovered them. But great faith allows us to be encouraged in the midst of hardships. And I will tell you this, great faith will fulfill God's promises. Will we allow the Lord to increase our faith today? Will we allow him to increase our faith and will we continue to be faithful to God's word? I want to encourage you today as we end our service and we're going to pray in a moment 
for you, for our ministry partners, for those of you in need of a miracle today, we're going to pray. But I want to encourage you before we do so. Many of you may have watched our Christmas Eve service that we did digitally. It was a lot of fun to put together. And God spoke to us that night. I remember just a few days before Christmas Eve, just a few feet from here, Jeff and I were here filming the last sex section of the Christmas story that I would share that night about the wise men talking about resource, talking about as, we, as God speaks a vision to our heart, that as we begin to walk out that vision, God will bring the provision. He'll bring the resource to meet that need. See, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He, he expects obedience out of us first, and then he provides the resource. My heartbeat over the last five years, and now we see that growing into the church's heartbeat as well, is to be a church of resource, of resource to our community, a resource to our ministry partners. A few years ago, we took a dynamic step and we said, hey, can we partner with Luke and Mandy, our two college pastors here at his house on Ripon College? We said, hey, there's a place here where you can come, you can office out of. We want to just meet some of the supply needs that you have. You can use our, our, our equipment to just be a blessing. Let's partner together. Let's make a difference in God's kingdom. That's been a really great partnership for us. In fact, today, one of their, one of their students that they raised up is on our staff, and one of our people that we raised up is on their staff. I think that's a pretty cool partnership. That's exciting. So with Hannah and Adrian. And every year we've, we've tried to step up and, and, and complete the mission to take on new ministry partners for monthly support, to, to outreach to those in our community, to be a resource to places like the school system and, and other places. And I could make a long list. But let me take you back to Christmas Eve for just a moment. Of all the things I shared during the Christmas Eve message, as we broke it into four parts, I knew, I knew that the Holy Spirit had spoken to me about that fourth part. That I was not to leave it out, I was not to change it. And in the process of filming it, you could just tell God wanted to speak that message. I was so sure of that. But what I couldn't know what would happen only three days later after Christmas Eve. I would take a meeting here at the church. And I want to be care very careful what I say here because I want to protect the integrity of our church and also the integrity of our benefactors in this case. So I'm not going to give you great detail. Anybody who wants more, I'm happy to do that in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But just days after Christmas Eve, I would take a, mess, a meeting here at the church. And a significant blessing would come forward as a benefactor would resource our missions partners in an incredible way. I will say this to our ministry partners that are in this place of not having enough in this season that has been difficult, you will be resourced. God is about to show up in your life. In the following weeks, you're going to see us do some things as a church that you're going to think to yourself, that's not possible. How could our church possibly be able to do all this? I will tell you it's nothing short of a miracle and it's God's word coming to pass. And everything that we will be doing in the months ahead has already been resourced, 
paid in full. God brought it about because we were faithful from the beginning. God's about to do some amazing things and he's resourced us to be able to do it. We're gonna bless some ministry partners. You can be excited about that. In the coming weeks, you'll see some of our ministry partners here at the church, also some digitally that aren't able to be with us, talk about the, the missions that they have, the need that they have, and we're going to bless them because we've been resourced to do so. It's an exciting day. But of all that, what I'm most excited about is this. God gave us a word. We responded to the word. We were faithful with what God asked us to do. And now God has said, I trust you with the resource to give it out. I do want to thank our benefactor for his step of faith. But I know his heart and my heart are the same. We want to give glory to God. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about Jesus. I want to close today praying. God's going to enable us to do some great things for our ministry partners. And in the same way God has encouraged us through this whole thing, we made, a, we made a declaration at the beginning of the whole COVID lockdown, all this stuff, that we would continue to support our missionary partners. We've done that faithfully. Please continue to give to missions. Church, let's continue to be faithful. We did that. God showed up and said, hey, I'm going to stretch and give you more because you've been faithful. And I want you to hear this. God spoke to us about what he wants to do in our community. And he wants to reach the lost. And in the same way he spoke that night about resource for missions, I want to tell you there is now something happening in the spiritual that God wants to resource you to reach your community, your home, your workplace for the kingdom, and to see salvations like never before. 2021 is going to change your life because God's going to show up and do miracles in and through your life. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're watching online or you're here in our parking lot today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that is the most important thing. He is the resource for life, for eternal life. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I'm just a man in a world that seems so chaotic and crazy. It's beyond my control but it's not beyond yours. Lord, I don't know enough. I'm not a smart individual, but I know this. I need help. I'm broken. There's something wrong inside of me. And I need a Savior this morning to rescue my life. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you came, that you died, and that you rose again. And that you this morning are calling me by my name to follow you. Lord, would you help me to follow you, to make you the Lord of my life, to be the resource just like you were for this woman that we talked about this morning. This woman who had a, a need that was so much bigger than her. There was no one else that could help her. But when she cried out to the king, you responded. Save my life, God. Help me to begin to follow you and change me forever. Lord, this morning we're here as a people gathered together. Outside in the snow, in the cold, because we're on mission this morning. 
We came not for an opinion of man. We came to hear a word from God. That you are the resource. That you will equip your people. That you'll meet us right where we're at. And this morning, I feel the need of your people, those who are tired and exhausted, that mentally fatigued, those whose bodies have given out and feel like there's no hope. God, we ask you, we ask you, our King and Lord, would you show up? Would you have your way? Would you do amazing miracles in and through your people today? Would you do healings, not, not so that man would be glorified, but that you would say, I love my children. To the hopeless, would you breathe hope? Lord, for those of us who need to let go of our opinion and our our worldview and our, our way of trying to manipulate things to fit the story, the narrative that we've thought up and or we've been told to see the truth of the gospel. That we're your people and in the midst of a mess, we can still have peace. We can still have joy. We can still have hope because the king goes with us. God, we thank you we thank you for the transition of helping us to be more faithful to your calling for our church, for our tremendous ministry partners that we will be blessing in the coming months. Only you, only you, God, to you be the glory. We thank you for allowing us to be a resource for other ministries and missions partners, whatever else you want us to do moving forward, God. Because our resource isn't in our own. It's not of our own flesh and blood. Our resource is from the King. While you have blessed us financially to do what we're about to do, God, I believe there is a much deeper spiritual blessing you are resourcing us with today. The power of the Holy Spirit. To accomplish all that you want to do. All you want to do. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Church, as we close today and as our worship team comes back, I had this vision this week. God has made up his mind to visit Ripon and surrounding communities. It's done in his mind. He has come to set people free, restore marriages, people with addictions, they're going to experience freedom. Miracles are about to happen all over these communities. I, I know that I know that. And the vision that I had in my mind was a snowplow coming through and cutting through the snow. God is the plow. And he is coming to clear a way for those in need who need the gospel preached to them. Church, I don't know about you, but I want to be on the plow and not in front of the plow when God moves. I don't want to be in his way. And I want you to be blessed. I want you to ride the plow with me as God brings hope to our communities. Amen. Let's close in worship today. Robin, would you come back? Lead us in worship and close our worship experience.
There's a place for me. 
Give us the faith like this woman today that Pastor talked about to trust that you will resource us and that you will empower us through your Holy Spirit to accomplish your will in our lives and in this church. God, we surrender our lives to you. And as we go from this place, God, I pray that you would remind us each day that we need to worship you. Surrender our lives to you, God, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our homes, within our families, with our neighbors, our friends. God, may you use us to accomplish your will. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, that we are not alone. Your presence goes with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Have a great week in the Lord.